Man, it's a new week, and you know what that means. A new episode of True Story Bro, and I hope you're ready because this one is going to be a good one. I think you're really going to like it. And I got called out last week. Somebody said that my intros have been described as cringeworthy. So let me just clear the air right now and say, if you don't like them, then why are you here, papa? Huh? If you can't stand it, you get out of the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is. True story, bro. Let's get it. One, two, three, four. episode trying something a little bit new uh, we hope that you're going to like it i am here as always with my co-host brandon what's up brandon hey 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 and our special guest today is kyle first time on the show what's going on kyle hey just glad to be here yeah man we are glad to have you <clears throat> um i want to kind of jump right into it before I lead us off with any kind of topic. I want us to obviously stay with the flow of things, right? We've established a little bit of a tradition, a tradition that admittedly I forgot about last time. It's time for Dad Joke Corner. And now it is time for Dad Jokes with Brandon, the portion of our show where Brandon tells a dad joke. Brandon, do you have Alrighty, a dad guys. joke? Yes, I sure do. So were you guys aware that Bruce Lee had a vegetarian brother? No. No, never never heard about that. Yeah, his name was Brocco. Brocco Lee. <laughs> this guy called <laughs> thinks he's hilarious, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's just out there. Oh, uh, yeah. That's it for Dad Joke Corner. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> um, mm. The thing that I want to talk about, I started a new job uh, last week. And I'm not going to name drop anything like that, but I, uh, part of my job is to text our clientele to set up appointments, right? So I kind of gauge interest, set up appointments, things like that. So I had a lady, uh, show some interest and I reached out to her to answer any questions that she might have and schedule an appointment or at least that was the goal right to schedule an appointment she basically uh, went through it was a very normal conversation right nothing out of the ordinary and we scheduled an appointment for the next day at five o'clock i got off work i came back the next day and my boss was like hey were you talking with uh, this lady and i was like Maybe I talk to so many people in a day, like I don't, I don't really think about their names too much, to be honest. And uh, he said, "Well, go, go look at the messages." So I go look at the message, and a couple of hours after I had sent her 
the last message, she sends, Ha ha, you're real funny. You should have come to work today. I'm the only one in the office. And it's a picture of her pulling up her dress, showing her panties. And then, three minutes later, she said, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to send that to you. <laughs> and so... <laughs> The um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and send this picture over to Cole. I took a picture of the messages, that way he can see it. All right, Cole, give me a give me a look on that. Don't say any names or anything. But uh, we had the 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 person that she was gonna be uh, meeting with the appointment reach out to her because I was like I don't want to call this lady at this point. She's probably super embarrassed. But the person who I had set up with her did call, and she had her number cut off. Because she called from a different number than I texted from. So nothing would go through. That woman has cut her phone off. She was so embarrassed. Do you... That's... That is just too hilarious. Did you get the picture? I did. <laughs> Dude, some floral underbritches she's got on. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I wanted to text her and be like, Hey, listen, if uh, if you'll come in and set an appointment, I'll, I'll go down the street to Victoria's Secret and pick out a more attractive pair of panties for you on the house. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that kind of guy, really. Just the charitable kind of fellow. Uh, but that's... Yeah, my other question is, you know, she's like, you should have came to work today. It's like, where is she working that she'd be willing to, like, screw a co-worker in the office? You know what I mean? I don't know, but if they're taking applications, I want in. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pretty bomb resume. It's like it's like the office meets Tinder. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, we have talked to Kyle, and we wanted him to, you know, start coming in on uh, a few of our episodes, you know, here and there, and uh, kind of taking the reins on some of the sports stuff. I know Brandon and I talk about the sports stuff, but we wanted to have someone come in and kind of be the de facto sports expert. So. We have enlisted Kyle for uh, that job. I, I, at least I hope that that has been <laughs> correctly communicated. He's not thinking that this is going to be a one-time thing. He's like, uh, excuse me, what? But uh, <laughs> Kyle, if you are ready, I know you got some things put together, man. I, we're good to jump in. Yeah, I've got some interesting topics for you guys, some uh, recent events in the sports world. Uh, no, Brandon did tell me that I would be a recurring, a regularly recurring guest. Uh, I'm basically the officially unofficial sports authority for the True Story Bro podcast. You're our so, Stephen A. Smith. Can you give us a stay off the weed? Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> stay off the weed. There we go, man. That felt there we go. I love official. that. I love that quote. Hey, you don't want to be scrumming. You know what I mean? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> So let's jump right into it. So, have you guys heard about Richard Sherman lately? You know the uh, the professional football player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. You heard about him in the news lately this week at all? Um, I have seen some things. Um, I don't know exactly what happened. I tried to keep that uh, away so that I could talk about it. I imagined we were going to talk about it on the podcast. So, fill me in. Yes, sir. So. Basically, Wednesday morning, July 14th, Richard Sherman was arrested near Seattle, Washington. Uh, I'm going to give you some of the facts, and then we'll have a discussion about it. 
ask me questions. I, I've done a lot of research over it and stuff. Cool. And uh, so basically, police responded to a reported burglary in process and found Sherman attempting to break into his in-law's home in Red. Uh, Sherman had a dispute with his wife. She claimed that Richard was drunk and threatening to kill himself. Uh, she left their home in, in Maple Valley, Washington. She headed for her parents' house just to get away from the whole situation. Uh, and Richard drove after her, but eventually lost her. He then later crashed his car into a concrete barrier in a construction zone, drove away, but abandoned his car nearby, and then continued on foot to his in-law's house. When he reached his in-law's house, they called the police, said that there was a burglary in process, someone was trying to break into the house. The police showed up, arrested Sherman as he was trying to break into the house. So a warrant was issued for a blood draw to determine his blood alcohol content. Um, he was... Uh, for the past day, he's been waiting for a bail hearing. He was held in, in, in a, uh, I forgot which, uh, King County Correctional Facility. Uh, wow. They had his, they had his hearing today, his bail hearing, and the, ju the judge decided to release him without bail. Even though the prosecuting attorneys recommended a $10,000 bail, the judge said, no, He's released. He is a, a prominent figure in this area, obviously having been played seven seven seasons for the Seattle Seahawks, right? I tell you but who didn't for, get that treatment, and that's Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> so you're uh, telling me, well, so you're, you're telling me that uh, other people were, you know, he he was the one who got intercepted in this sense. <laughs> yes, yeah. he he was he was uh, form tackled. He got the hit stick. At his in-laws' house, right in the yard, I mean, and I, uh, he actually, he actually did. He fought with police officers, and they used canine units to subdue him. Dude, somewhere <laughs> Michael Crabtree watching that video, laughing. One hundred percent. I did see a little bit right before the podcast. I got, I was on Instagram, and I saw a video of him like ramming a front door, and he couldn't beat it down. And I was like, man, that really goes to show you, Richard Sherman has fallen off. Twenty thirteen, Richard Sherman, no problem. Oh yeah. Anymore. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, dude. Yeah, twenty twenty one, Richard Sherman, soft. That door. That now, imagine that door. Pop. He would have had the Griffin brothers with him, bro. <laughs> that one dude could he just, you know, use his little arm as a little lockpick oh. to get, you know, get in there nice and easy. Oh hey, <laughs> no, we're not punching down on the show, okay? We're not making those oh, kind no. of jokes. Chill out. Um, but no, I, I imagine that uh, Aaron Andrews had come up to the door. You know, get a microphone. It's like, well, I'm the best door in the league. That's what happens when you pair me with a soft cornerback like Richard Sherman. <laughs> you heard me. Soft. It's crazy to me. Like, to see him, obviously he's he's got a big personality, a big ego. We've seen it on the field. We've seen it in the post-game interview, like, back, back then, 2013. But he's never really been in the spotlight negatively outside of football. He's never been in legal trouble, that sort of stuff. Now, this guy, he grew up in Compton, right? He was the salutatorian at his high school with a 4.2 GPA. Goes to Stanford, 
gets drafted, plays seven seasons in, in the NFL for the Seahawks, the past three seasons for the 49ers, and he's the vice president of the Players Association. And to see him fall this far, to hit rock bottom like this, it's just unbelievable. Hashtag CTE. <laughs> That's, that is a valid point. That is a valid point. When you're playing defense in the Legion of Boom and hitting guys with a truck stick every time for seven seasons, dude, that's going to do some damage to your brain. Yeah, I'm just out here to say, though, Michael Crabtree never tried to break in his parent-in-law's house. So, <laughs> really, who who won in the end? <laughs> you know, it's the long-haul victories. <laughs> yeah. So, what we got so, next? Well, let's see. Um, okay, so this one, this one is funny to me. Um, y'all obviously know about Texas, Texas Longhorn football. They're huge about the, you know, their their horns up logo, their horns up hand signal. You're talking about the other UT, right? The <laughs> other UT, yes. <laughs> not not the, the not the University of Tennessee, the other UT, oh. the University of Texas, the inferior so, UT, I call them. After multiple, multiple complaints over the past few years from Texas, the Big 12 officials have decided that in 2021, they're now going to issue taunting penalties to opposing teams who flash the horns down sign. How soft is Texas and the Big 12 for this? I mean, okay, though. Here's the thing. It... About as soft as me after about a few shots of Jack Daniels, I, mean, I can tell you dude, that. <laughs> they are Charmin Jesus, Ultra Cole, Soft. What is going Charmin on Ultra with soft. you this week? <laughs> Cole is just on a whole nother level, dude. Talking about his appendages and talking about people with one arm. That's Good lord, this is a family Nah, podcast. he's got two arms, just one hand, bro. You good God. <laughs> I, anyways... Back to the content. Um, yeah, here's the thing. When when was Johnny Manziel playing? What year was that? Well, he played for Texas A&M, and that was back in the early 2010s, like 2012, 2013, somewhere around yeah, there. But I, my thing is, I remember even then, I mean, Johnny Manziel does the money Manziel thing. They throw, they throw a flag for taunting. You know, uh, Baker Mayfield is over there grabbing his wiener. <laughs> Grabbing his nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this there's nothing new. I mean, it is soft. Here's the thing. It's football. You're literally ramming your heads together until you try to break into your father-in-law's house. But, you know, it is soft, but it's par for the course. You know what I mean? Like, I could have seen this coming. It's par for the course for Texas. It's what, you know, the Longhorns, they're such a sensitive fan base. They'll talk trash, they'll talk trash, but they can't handle it back. So when they see, you know, they're always flashing the horn sign, the horn's hand sign. But when they see Oklahoma and they see TCU and Kansas State and Iowa State, when they see them flashing the horns down, they're like, oh, well, what what the hell, man? That's, that's, that's taking it too far. So now teams are going to get – every time a team flashes the hands-down sign to the Texas sideline or to a Texas player, they're going to get a 15-yard taunting penalty. This is ridiculous. Well, I, I heard they asked Matthew McConaughey what he thought about other teams uh, doing the horns down. He said, in my opinion, that is not all right, all right, all right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cole, what do you think, uh, man? You – 
other than talking about your wiener, you have. I mean, really... I think it's just about as soft as the old Washington football team. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, this is going to get political. No, no, I'm just saying I think it's uh, – I, I don't know. My brother grew up a Texas fan, and I grew up with my horns down all the time. So, I mean, <clears throat> honestly, depending on the lead, I think they could use that to their advantage, get inside their heads, you know what I mean? But I also feel like that there's going to be a lot of misconceptions <coughs> there too because they're going to uh, – I feel like it's going to be hard to enforce because – I mean, I guess unless it's just blatantly obvious that they're doing the horns down. I mean, I don't know how they're going to call it. I mean, are you kidding I me? I, I was just it's... doing rock on upside down. What? I, I mean, exactly. Right. You know, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's very soft and I think football in general is working its way back. But um, speaking of NCAA football, you guys did hear now that college players can be receiving endorsements and stuff like that. And sponsorships, and they can basically start making money now. That they are actually, they since the uh, EA Sports has gotten the rights, that they're bringing back NCAA football um, twenty-two for uh, gaming, like PlayStation and Xbox. And, and whoever like wants these hands, <laughs> hit me up. Hey, my hands are re- my hands are rated E for everybody. Come on. Yes, thank God they're bringing this game back because I remember the last one, two thousand fourteen, is better than any Madden they've made since then. Uh, problem is, uh, Madden is also made by EA, so I'm afraid that with this new NCAA game coming out made by EA that it's going to be just just like Madden, just with different teams. But we'll see. I hope they make it different than Madden. I hope they make it unique, and I hope it's just as good as I remember it being because, man, on the well, PlayStation yeah, 3... It's going to be college teams. Yeah, on the PlayStation 3, man, I grinded on that for hours. Yeah, man, those I just hope they bring games. back the mascot game, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I never really did a lot of that. I, I really liked the, like, Dynasty mode, though. I thought that was really cool. Like you Dynasty mode's really cool. Yeah. It, it actually kind of incentivized you playing that four years. Like, it was just different. And it seemed like the pace of those games moved a lot faster. Just like even the mechanics, man. Everything moved a little bit faster. I, I really enjoyed those. Mm-hmm. That was about the only time I could see Tennessee win a championship. So, <laughs> well, what so we got next? Cole Go tried ahead. to. Cole tried to. Hey, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Before before we move on, before we move on. Okay. Last season, Arkansas only won three games, right? Mm-hmm. Three and eight in a shortened. Yeah, three and eight in a shortened season, or was it three and seven? I can't remember. Anyway, it's bad either way. We beat Tennessee. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> hey, all guys. right, we beat, well, we, beat ten, uh, we beat Tennessee the last three times we played y'all. If anybody, if anybody <laughs> beat, uh, want... beat Mizzou, no, we didn't. <laughs> oh, okay, just making sure. How, how'd you guys fare in the uh, the super regionals for baseball? baseball? Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, sometimes just baseball is a is a sport of hot streaks and. We we got hot too early. We we uh, you know we beat Tennessee for the SEC championship. We played great in the SEC tourney, won the SEC regular cha- uh, regular season championship. But when it came to the regionals and the super regionals, man, they just their bats got cold. Yeah, man, it was crazy. I didn't see you guys in Omaha, but uh, anyways, yeah. hey, Tennessee went 0 two in Omaha. Just 
the same. At least we made it there. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so Kyle, what else you got for us? All right, moving on. Uh, you guys watched any of the NBA Finals yet? Uh, I have not watched any of the NBA Finals, to be honest. So it is tied, the series tied 2-2. Two and two. It's the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, game 5 is scheduled for Saturday night. Um, but Phoenix won the first two games at home. The second two games, Milwaukee won at home. These last two games, Phoenix has looked terrible. Other than Devin Booker, Phoenix has looked terrible. They got blown out by 20 in Game 3. They lost by like 6 in Game game 4. But um, Chris Paul, man, in these past two games, I mean, Donald Trump could finish the border wall with all the bricks Chris Paul has laid in the last two games. I'm serious. Oh, man. Dude, he's, he's looked garbage in the past two games. <laughs> but I don't know who who are y'all rooting for. I, I I'm gonna Bucks predict. I'm gonna predict that Phoenix pulls out the win. They've got home court advantage, uh, but I'm rooting for the Bucks, man. They they are Bucks fans. Most of them are Packers fans, and they're just desperate for a championship. When's the last time a team in the East won? Was it when? Miami? No, no, no. Cleveland won one. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, no. That would be Miami great. last year, didn't they? Or no, didn't no, LA, no. LA won last year. I was thinking back to LeBron Miami days. Uh, you're right. No, Cleveland won uh, with LeBron. Uh, but since then, an Eastern team, uh, Toronto. Toronto's an Eastern team. They won yeah, the championship. Yeah, that's true. Well, as a Celtics fan, I, I don't really like to see other teams in the East do well. Um so, but also, I've been rooting for the Suns since that guy punched that punk in the face a bunch of times. <laughs> the so, Suns and Four guy? Yeah, and really, yep. I think that that's what they need to rally. I, I think that guy needs to go somewhere and offer people to fight him, you know? And <laughs> that's what helped him the first time, and, you know, he needs to get him over the hump. The, but also, the halftime what, entertainment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, what I want to ask you guys, who do you think the best player in the finals is? I want to say Giannis, but I really think it's Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker is like the next Kobe. Well, I heard on the radio today they were having uh, that was like a little clip from I guess Jimmy Kimmel where they were trying to say Giannis's name. <laughs> Can we get some attempts here, Cole? How do you, how do you say Giannis's name? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, not so bad, Kyle. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I looked up the other day, some like it was on. Some, well, I didn't look it up, but it was like on something where it was like how to say Giannis's name, and I think it's Atentacumbo or Atetacumbo. So, but you guys didn't he, do that. When when he says his own name, obviously Greece. Uh, he's from Greece. Greek is his native language. He didn't learn English until he Greece? came over here. He's from Greece. Is that the place where they made it illegal to dance? No, that would be the Footloose. <laughs> oh. Wait, did you guys also know that the first French fry was actually not made in France? Belgium. It was made in Greece. Another dad joke making a reappearance <laughs> later in the episode. <laughs> but also, but also French fries are from Belgium, so. Yes, that is right. Uh, I didn't I didn't realize so here's Brandon a, here's was a trying to make a joke there. So, and you guys did see So 
What's your guys' thought on Giannis's block? They're saying that him and LeBron can duke it out for the best block of all time. Uh, I didn't um, see it, so... Back when Le- when LeBron uh, blocked Andre Iguodala's... Yeah. Blocked by James! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I know exactly what you're who's blocked, about. Whose block did you guys think is better? Well, LeBron's is the only one I've seen, so... Uh, are you talking about Giannis's block from Game 4? Yeah, where he blocked. Yeah, yeah. He he block. blocked. He blocked DeAndre Ayton on a uh, an alley oop attempt, and I'm gonna say mm-hmm. that LeBron's block is better and more athletic. Uh, Probably because it was more of a chase down. Yeah, yeah. Giannis had the positioning. He has the height and the and the and the vertical to block that easily. Uh, I mean, it was placed right in front of his hand. It wasn't even a good alley oop attempt. But if Giannis mm-hmm. wasn't there, he probably would have made it. But no, I think LeBron's play was more clutch. It was more athletic. I'd like I hate to, to in... I hate to say that because I don't even like LeBron, man. Michael Jordan's the goat forever. Dude, so they so sent here... they sent my dog a chew toy of LeBron uh, from BarkBox for Monster uh, Space Jam. Space Jam. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to throw that away immediately, but my dog likes it, so kind of let him destroy it. <laughs> just um, let him also, destroy it. I, I do want to kind of uh, insert myself into the conversation about best blocks of all time. Um, I have often messaged females on like Tinder and things, and then you know after a little while, I, they will uh, inevitably catch feelings because I'm pretty much the best out there, and I will block them. So think about that. That's a pretty bold and athletic move, think I think. Uh, so I would like to insert myself into that conversation, LeBron. You know, if uh, you got something to say, come see me. Fair enough. So here's a question for you guys. So, so we're talking about age here. Age. So how crazy it age? Age. Right. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, the AIDS um, epidemic. So some of the some of the biggest stars in the MLB right now have AIDS. Amazing how old they are. Yeah. So well, like how old, who? How who? old do you think Fernando Tatis Jr. Guess how old he is. Uh, I want to say 29. He's 22. Oh, I thought you were talking about like how old all the stars are. Like, I thought you meant like how old they are, not like how young they are. Yeah, well, you should have chose better words. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, Fernando Tatis okay. Jr. Is, is lighting it up this year. He has hey, yeah. the okay, past so couple Okay, so what years. about... How old do you think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is? Uh, 64. 20. He's 22. Ah. Okay. Juan Soto's also 22. Han mm-hmm. Solo? Uh, anyways, Ronald Acuna Jr. is only 23. But his ACL nice. is 27. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. <laughs> Boom! Take that, all you Braves fans. <laughs> and also... My last little bit of information. So, so you know how they say, like, I don't know if you guys have heard this. You guys, you know, like Ariana Grande, right? Oh, you know, they, I know they Ariana actually, Grande. Well, uh-huh. you don't. You know, they don't actually pronounce the last name Grande, right? Right. It's like Grandy. Grandy, yeah, I've heard yeah, that before. But she just always ran with the punches because that's just what everybody's always called her. Well, that so and Grande kind of churches it up a little, you know. It's like it's like yeah, Joe Dirt enough. versus Joe Dirte. Yeah, exactly. So, the other thing is, so Travis Kelsey, best tight end in the game, his last name is actually not pronounced Kelsey. Is it really? pronounced it's trash because Mark Andrews is the best tight end in the game? 
Uh, he's actually who is Mark Andrews? He he's number four on the top five list. So of all time of twenty twenty one. Okay. Okay. So there's so there's three better tight ends than him, is what you're saying? Yes. Then Travis okay. Kelsey, yeah, and no, Before George him. Kittle and Travis Kels. It's actually pronounced Kels. Kels. Yeah, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. So the top five that they're saying ESPN is saying the position rankings are number one George Kittle, which I disagree with. Uh, number two Travis Kelsey. Number three Darren Waller. Number four Mark Andrews. Number five TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, you got a okay. couple of homers here who are big Kansas City fans, and they're always going to think that Travis well, Kelsey has got the biggest dong in the game. Stats don't lie. I'm 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 not a Chiefs fan. I like the Chiefs; they're my favorite AFC team. But I am a Packers fan. Uh, we have oh, we have not been known worse. we have not been known for great tight end play. But I will I will say one thing: I like Travis Kelsey. I like the Chiefs, but. If you put Travis Kelsey on the San Francisco 49ers, he would probably have worse stats than George Kittle because he's got such a good quarterback, such a clutch, amazing quarterback throwing the ball to him in Kansas City. That's going to pad his stats. Guys, well, not only that, but he's a playmaker, man. He's a route runner. He can line up oh, in the slot. He yeah. can, I mean, Mark Andrews is catching touchdowns from a running back. Nobody's talking about that. <laughs> Just, Are you talking better. about like the 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 jump pass over the end zone from Derrick Henry? No, Mark Andrews is Baltimore's. Oh, I don't even know. See, I, I'm the I'm the sports authority, and I don't even know who Mark Andrews is, so he can't be that good. He, he's very good. <laughs> <laughs> he's very good. <laughs> well, really I don't know what the I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, so I guess I won't be seeing you guys on here ever again. <laughs> well, so. hey, Cole's so, been trying to usurp your role, anyways. He's, he's <laughs> so to, so to so to end my my little talk here. So, do you guys know who the top five wide receivers are? They're saying for 2021 the power rankings. DeAndre Hopkins is number one. False. He's no. Number two. Wow. Who's number one? Any guesses, Blake, on any of the top five? Uh, I'm sure DK's up there. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put DK in the top five. You wouldn't put DK in the top five, okay? No, no. Um, I don't know. I mean, do they have Devonte Adams? Do they have AJ Brown on there or Julio? Devonte Adams is number one. Hey, I got that right. DeAndre Hopkins is number two. All right. Stephon Diggs is number three. That makes sense. Tyreek Hill is number four. Okay. And Julio Jones is number five. Yeah, I, really? I think I think it's a little bit okay. of a stretch to put Julio at five. Just yeah, I mean, he, he was injured a lot last year. Well, and he's that's, also that's why <laughs> he's also passing his prime. It's um, you know, wide receiver. In he got the that NFL, Larry Fitzgerald going like, on. Yeah, by the time a wide receiver is like thirty years old, they're way past their prime in the NFL. Same thing with running back. Once they hit thirty, they're downhill from there most of the time. Unless you're Frank yeah. Gore, that guy's just a tank. And, and I think that Julio is going to be good for the Titans. I just don't think that he's going to be the Julio of old. And I could be wrong, but I, I don't necessarily. I think I think DK is. I think DK should be on that list. I think DK is a really good receiver. I think yeah. I yeah, think DK is really good. I, I think I think DK would be a throw up there with Julio. I think Julio is more of like an all time great. But 
I mean, and I don't know. That's there's a lot to be said. Like Devontae Adams, right? They don't have a lot of weapons on the Packers. Not not like a you know they they've got a few weapons. Don't get me wrong, but you know with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, I think if if Aaron Rodgers doesn't end up staying with Green Bay, I think Devontae Adams would go down significantly. Yeah, I agree. I, with I'm that. disappointed that we're not seeing Willie Sneed on that list. Also, so. <laughs> <laughs> No, I agree. If uh, you you say the Packers have a lot of uh, weapons, um, but yeah, no. If if Rodgers doesn't return, um, if he s- decides to hold out and sit out and just keep demanding a trade, Packers are gonna win like seven, maybe eight games this year. Yeah, if they're lucky. I mean, they're really hyping up Jordan Love, the the guy that they drafted a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really hyping him up on social media right now, so it doesn't <laughs> look good. Uh, for the chances of Aaron Rodgers returning, but uh, we never know. Well, it's too 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 early to tell, and obviously the Packers don't want to trade him, but he really, um, really doesn't. He's not happy with the GM of that team right now, even though he says that's not the reason he's holding out. That's uh, that's the reason he's holding out. He's not happy with well, the GM. He's not happy. I don't with think the... you can blame him. He's you know. No, as a Packers fan, I agree. They haven't done him any favors through the draft or through free agency uh, to give him the weapons that they need to win, win a Super Bowl. I mean, the past the past four seasons, they've made the NFC Championship three times, but lost all three times. Yeah, I mean, you have Atlanta going out and still putting weapons around Matt Ryan. I mean, if Matt Ryan can get that kind of treatment, then Aaron Rodgers should be receiving that or better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I think we probably have time for another another topic if you guys are cool with that. Okay, okay. Um, well, I got two two topics here. I'll I'll, uh, I'll let you guys choose. How does that sound? Okay. Got Sh- uh, Shachari Richardson or Bryson DeChambeau. Um, what happened recently in the British Open? Mm, DeChambeau, baby. Found okay. Me. All right. Cool. So. Bryson DeChambeau, obviously, he's the you know the number one uh, player on the PGA Tour in driving distance. Uh, if you've ever seen him swing, he swings out of his shoes, swings as hard as he can on every tee shot with his driver. Um, but they're playing this weekend uh, in the British Open, the Open Championship over in, in England. And uh, on Thursday, right. he finished with a one over par 71. And he only hit four out of 14 fairways. He's seven strokes back from the leader that is uh, currently Louis Oosthuizen, right? So if you're DeChambeau, you're not happy with that performance. You're, this is a long course, mm-hmm. a wide open course. You're supposed to be able to outdrive everybody and put yourself in prime scoring position. But he just severely underperformed. This is what he had to say after his round. This this is what he said. The driver sucks. It's not a good face for me, and we're still trying to make it good on the mishits. Yeah, and then shortly after, Cobra dropped him. Yeah, Cobra is not happy with uh, with that. Did, did they yeah, drop? Yeah, you, you take you you take Cobra right, and Cobra all Golf, of a sudden yeah. you you pair him, you pair that brand with the longest hitter in on the PGA Tour as <clears> of right now. 
and which brings a great name for your driver, great mm-hmm. name for your clubs in general, because he's he's hitting everything just ridiculously far. Mm-hmm. He has one bad round and decides to do what all amateur golfers do, and that's blame the equipment. He has done so good with Cobra's clubs in the past, and he's going to blame his poor his performance. Bad, his poor performance on the driver. So if right. I'm Cobra, 100% drop him. Drop him, drop him, drop him, because yeah. you're going to pay this guy this amount of money, give him all of these expensive clubs, everything custom-fitted, everything like that, for him to go out there and play his best. And he has been playing exceptionally well. And then one bad performance, he throws Cobra under the bus. Mm-hmm. I do not blame them for dropping him. No, not uh, at all. Not at all. He And that's going to make that's going to make every other brand skeptical before they sign him. Yeah. He swings so hard and so fast. He has a custom $400 driver shaft in that driver. And, you know, the tour average on driver, the club head speed on the driver, the tour average is like 110. And he's swinging 135, 140 miles per hour. When you're swinging that hard and that fast, you're going to have a lot of errors. You're not going to be as consistent. So when he has a bad day, an inconsistent day, you can't blame the clubs. It's the way you're swinging and how hard you're swinging it. You're leaving a lot oh, 100%. They of always, room to they, human error. And they always say drive for show, putt for dough. You know what I mean? It's like... Shoot a... Shoot if, a McGavin. If, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. If if you're driving as as far as he is, I mean, he's, you know, Happy Gilmore. And Grizzly Adams had a beard. Yeah, yeah exactly, right? <laughs> so, I mean... If, if it was really the driver's fault, you know, he, he should have been out of bounds several times. You know what I mean? He wasn't. He was still in play. He might have only hit four fairways, but come on, dude. You're a professional golfer. Like, get it together. Like, if you're don't hit, if you not hitting fairways, pull out your three-wood. You know what I mean? Club down. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know anything about golf. I am pretty stellar at putt-putt, I will say that. Um, <laughs> I, I just I don't know much about golf, to be honest. But if yeah, that that's thinks where... he's the best driver in the world, he should meet my boy Luke Dixon. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brandon and I grew up playing golf together. That's how we became <laughs> friends, was playing competitive golf against each other. So we could talk about golf for hours. So we don't want to leave you out so um, who's, who's better? in our conversation. Oh, boy. Well, let's not talk about this. <laughs> oh, no. Let's get into it. Who's better? <laughs> Uh, I would say me by far. Okay, Brandon, what about you? What would you say? Ask ask Kyle how many times he's beaten me. <laughs> Kyle, how many times? Um, um, the none. silence speaks for everything. <laughs> yeah. Is it none? None, no. Jesus, man, you got to no. break this guy's ankle when you're out there yeah. next time. I'll tell you, we did we did tie one time. We uh, I went up to his hometown when he was living in Kansas City. We played on a course that neither of us had ever played before. We both played fairly well, and we tied on the last hole. I um, did not play very good. <laughs> and we go into a playoff <laughs> hole, right? And uh, Brandon had already had his blow-up hole. He had a double or triple bogey earlier in the round, right? I hadn't had a blow-up hole. But then we get to the first playoff hole, and that was my blow-up hole. I ended up double bogeying, and Brandon, I think, birdied. So he beat me in a playoff. By three. Yes, sir. You're correct. 
but no, Brandon's always been a better golfer than me. He's close to a scratch golfer, I'd say, maybe a one or two handicap. Uh, my game right now is about a five or six handicap. But uh, no, we and always for those enjoy of you playing. who do not know, a handy a scratch golfer basically means at you know whatever par of the course is. So say for example, your average golf course is a par seventy two, which is par on every hole adds up to seventy two. A scratch golfer is meaning that on average average you shoot even par so everything like if you're a one or a two handicap you on average shoot one or two over par and so on and so forth and if you have a handicap that just means like you're playing out of a wheelchair and i think that's super inspirational so good on you yep All right, nothing to say back to that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I thought after. Uh, thought I just wanted to Griffin avoid Brothers, the topic. Thought after the Griffin Brothers comment, I'd get a little laugh out of Cole, but you know, <laughs> here we are on the other side of that one. Uh, so I'm not even going to lie. Uh, you said handicap. Uh, well, I won't ruin it for you. I'll have to listen to it in post. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, boys. All right, well, I don't got anything else. What about you guys? I, uh, well, if it's we're coming up on forty minutes here in, in the recording, so uh, if you guys don't got anything else, then I'd say we could wrap it up. All right, man. Well, we'll wrap it, tap it. You know, I wish I had chosen better, better choice of words there, for being honest. <laughs> but uh, as always, just want to thank everyone listening. You guys do not know how much we appreciate that. I've been able to keep up with some of the um, analytics on who's listening uh, from where and things like that, and it consistently blows me away to see that there are people in other states listening to our show. Uh, Brandon and I came up with this idea, and you know, it was some time in the making before we actually got this thing rolling, uh, and then you know, it was even a little bit more time before we got it sounding like something we were proud of. So we appreciate that you guys are entertained with it. We appreciate the fact that you guys take the time out of your day to listen to a couple of dummies uh, shoot the breeze. Um, and, man, again, I just want to thank you. I think maybe soon we might open up uh, some kind of line of communication so that, you know, if you are listening and you're in another state, we want to know how you found this podcast. We want to know you know, what you love about it and things like that. We'd love to have uh, topic suggestions and things. So we'll get on that soon um, and hope that you guys will reach out. Brandon, you got anything else? No, I just make sure to give us a like and a follow on the old Instagram as well. Yeah, TSB Pod. Man, haven't haven't been as active on there as I should be, um, but we'll, we'll start using that a little bit more often as well. also want to thank Kyle for coming out, man. We are going to have you on here more often, dude. I, I hope you had fun. Oh, absolutely, man. I love podcasts. I love talking to buddies. I love talking sports. So definitely looking forward to next time you guys have me on. Yeah, man. But hey, forewarning, any more of those Tennessee comments, we're going to start taking applications. (laughs) It's okay. You'll get VIP with me, brother. Don't worry about it. (laughs) All right, man. Well, we will catch you Kyle, what's the number one podcast in the world right now? It's the TSB pod. True story, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll catch y'all on the next one. Adios.